the country with your host, Dave Woods. This is the radio show where country music gets up close and personal. Spend some time in the country and get to know our guests. Spend some time in the country where the music's the best. The latest news and memories to great stories that get told. Spend some time in the country, now it's time we start the show. Joining me on the show now is the one and only Michelle Wright. She has been a guest on this show, I think the last time I counted about eight or nine times, uh, one of the most recurring guests. Always great to have her back on the show to talk about her career and what's going on now, things she's got planned. She's got some cool things planned uh, in the upcoming months and year ahead. We'll get into all that. Plus, we've got a few songs that I've picked out that I would love to hear the story behind choosing the songs, and we'll hear them on the show. Without further ado, welcome, Michelle. Hello. Hi, Dave. Hi, everybody. Can't believe it's been nine times that I've, or so that I've done the show, but I, I'm not surprised. It's always a pleasure to come on your show. So anytime uh, you reach out or we reach out uh, to you, we get a chance to hang out. So it's it's a great thing, and we get to hang out soon at the CCMAs. Eh? Or, or I'm jumping yeah. the gun, but I was just saying maybe we'll get to see each other at least for a hug here at the CCMAs coming up. Definitely, I'll be there. I can't wait. You are part of a very cool show, the uh, Legend Show, on the Friday night. Tell me a bit about that. Well, I hosted the first one that they did uh, back a few years ago, and it was so incredible. They, you know, they just brought on these these legends of our industry that that you you know maybe haven't seen in a while or were aware of them, but you know just again hadn't seen them in a while. And it was so incredible to see these legends get up there and perform and sing. And then to they you know then they decided to bring them together with with you know up and coming artists or you know mm-hmm. you know even artists that were somewhat established like myself at the time. You know we we, we would come together and sing and and it, so it really has sort of evolved now into a similar approach and 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 it, it, you know where where the the legend will perform their song and they will then perform a song with an up-and-coming artist and then that that up-and-coming artist uh, gets to perform their song and it's just a beautiful night of music and a real honor always to be a part of it and that's of course country music week and the ccma's uh, september in london ontario this year which is very cool I want to go back to uh, really the start of your career, which coincidentally ties into London, Ontario. You were part of a singing contest for BX93, great station in London. And one of the judges at the time was Marie Bottrell. And tell me about Marie. She really uh, rooted for you and wanted you to win that competition. Well, I'll tell you what, my I think it was about 1985 or so when that happened. 
So I've got my management in place, Brian Ferryman, you know, the best manager in, in country music at that time in, in Canada, and we had to continue to have a, a 28-year relationship. He's most recently retired, but uh, so you know, management's in place. Uh, I've, I've 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 hooked up with these singer-songwriter guys out of Nashville that are sort of just getting started. Their names are Rick Giles and Steve Bogart, who have gone on to, you know, just be big stars, big writers, you know, producers and so on. But we were all kind of just starting out together. And this talent contest was brought to my attention. And I thought, well, okay, I'll go enter that talent contest. And uh, up there singing my heart out and fingers crossed (laughs) and hoping for the best and, uh, Rumor has it that in the the judging room afterwards that Marie Bottrell spoke up for me and said, that that one right there, she's the one as far as I'm concerned. And as a result of Marie standing up for me like that, I won that contest. And the money that I won from that contest allowed me to put together my very first album. Uh, My first Canadian album is an album called Do Right By Me. And uh, Rick Mm -hmm. and Steve produced it and wrote me a bunch of songs. And uh, and, uh, that album ultimately got me my record deal with Arista Records in 1989. So about... You know, but I guess we put the album out in 87. We put the first couple of singles out, 85, 86. Album came out in 87. 1989, that album got me my record deal with Arista Records. So it's an interesting and lovely connection that I have to London mm-hmm. with that talent contest and with Marie Bottrell. And, and even my connection even goes a little bit further back with London because I went to Fanshawe College. So I used to, Excellent. I spent a, yeah, I spent a year in college there and then had an offer to go out on the road and, uh, and and I did that uh, ultimately, but yeah, London is a very very special place for me. And it's amazing how things uh, you know come full circle with Marie Bottrell. And I was men- mentioning to you before we came on the air that uh, I saw her sing recently at a Tin Pan North event not too long ago, just a few months ago. And she sounds as great as ever. Her voice is crystal clear, and it was just great to hear her sing. Well, you know that's that's a testament to the fact that she's just one of the greatest. She's just one of the greatest female singers that we've had come out of our country. You know, I mean, it's a tough business and how you break in and who does and who doesn't and on what level do you get to have a career and all of that stuff. But she had, you mm-hmm. know, been out there giving her for, for a few years and got a record deal with RCA and was really an exceptional talent. And I know, like you're saying, because I've done a few things with her of late as well, that Still to this day, she's got just one of the most beautiful voices that to ever come mm-hmm. out of our country. And I love her, and I just can't wait to see her in London. And let's talk about great voices on the scene. A new voice, in fact, Jessica Mitchell, who wowed everyone at the CMAO's Country Music Association of Ontario Awards earlier this year. And she did that acoustic performance of her song that is now on the radio. The song is called Working on Whiskey that Jessica co-wrote with your good buddy and hers, Patricia Conroy. Everybody's connected, which is amazing. But let's talk a bit about Jessica. She's new on the scene, and she is climbing the charts. Well, you know, Dave, I, I guess because I know how tough this business is and how exceptional in one way or another you have to be you you have to be able to bring something to the table that nobody else is bringing and you really have to be in one way or another exceptional and the first time I heard Jessica Mitchell sing at the uh, CMAO's year before last I was hosting a talent contest and she was the last one to go up and 
I was absolutely floored. This girl, to me, is so connected. Not only does she have this amazing voice, but it's connected to her heart and to her soul and to her songs mm-hmm. and to who she is. And she's just kind of this, like, really authentic, kind of off-the-wall kind of, and you know, <laughs> spirited, talented, crazy, beautiful gifted woman and I'm so happy yeah. to see how well she's doing. I'll tell you I'd have been disappointed. I don't get up on a on the on a, on a stoop very often or you know say hey you see you know I don't do that very often but if people were not paying attention in this business to this gal I'd be really disappointed yeah. because I think she's just an exceptional talent and it doesn't come along very often, but when it does, you know it. And like you said, she got a standing ovation at the uh, mm-hmm. CMAOs when she played her her song that, that her and Patricia uh, wrote, working on the whiskey. So there yeah. it is, and it's a beautiful. And as an audience member, I just you know to be, to be able to experience that when you hear music, to me is uh, what it's all about. You know. That was such a great moment, a sort of a star-making moment for her, and definitely continuing, uh, you know, getting her name out there, and uh, it just continues to keep evolving for her, which is awesome. And you talked about that, you know, how important it is not just to be a singer, but to connect with the song, to connect with your heart, and, you know, in turn, yeah. connecting with your fans through that kind of uh, interaction and, and uh, emotion. You do that in so many of your songs, and in fact, one you posted recently online, your version of I Can't Make You Love Me, the Bonnie Raitt mm. classic that Mike Reed, who wrote a lot of country stuff, especially for Ronnie Millsap, he was a writer on that song, but you really emote on that song. Tell me about, maybe in particular, that song, and just the, the feelings you're conveying in that. Well, that's actually my most favorite song of all time. You know, as a writer, when I hear the lyric to that song, there's not a wasted word, you know? Turn down the Mm -hmm. light, turn down the bed, turn down these voices inside my head. You know, boom. You know, lay down with me, tell me no lies. Just just hold me. And the fact that they use the word patronize in that song, I mean, that word you just don't hear, and it's so perfectly yeah. perfect for that song and I've actually written with Mike Reed and he told me that song took them 6 months to write which kind of oh, really? uh, you know was an in- yeah so, so it was kind of an interesting st- story for me to hear because I'm not a real fast writer and it takes me a while to go over a song and then go back in cuz I, I always want to try and make which is which is a curse, quite frankly. I, I want to try and make every word and every line matter. And sometimes you maybe don't have to take it that seriously. Sometimes it can just be more lighthearted or less, I don't know. So uh, so I, I really, when he told me it took him six months, I thought, okay, I'm okay. The fact that I take time to write what I want to write doesn't make me, you know, uh, over-analytical or, you know, just somebody who can't seem to write or what, it, you know, you question yourself when it sometimes takes you a while to wrestle down an idea and so when he told mm-hmm. me it took him six months I, I was quite blown away by that and I just absolutely love the song and I think that you know I can't make you love me if you don't I mean that mm-hmm. right there that's the well, like just the most because you can't you just it doesn't there's some things that you can maybe control and manipulate or or try to persuade or you know if that if you if the love you know, in, in a romantic sense, is not there. There's really nothing mm-hmm. you can do. And I just love yeah. the honesty of that, yeah. 
Such a beautiful song. And Mike Reed, I remember when he, as a songwriter back then, of course, had big hits. And then he had a solo album or two out. One of his first singles was a song called Walk on Faith, which was so cool. I always liked his writing and his voice, too, sort of a husky singing voice. And uh, I was a big fan of his. Yes, yes, lovely. And you know, he's a football player, too, before all of that started, right? Did you Incredible. know he played yeah, football? I reading that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, big guy and just gorgeous and wonderful singer and a, and a delight to, to, work, to write with. Now, you are truly Canadian, not just because you were born here and you say A, like all of us, yeah. but July 1st <laughs> is your birthday, born on Canada Day. Yes, yes, I just had my 55th birthday this July 1st, and I was up in uh, – in Wainwright, Alberta, at a military base up there, and was able to perform along with uh, Dwayne Steele and, and, and uh, uh, Richard Wood, who's a great fiddle player, and the Heebie-Jeebies, who are this uh, really awesome a cappella group that, that do these wonderful songs from you know all across the you know from the 50s right straight through a cappella, and uh, we had a great time with the soldiers and their families, and uh, brought in uh, my birthday and Canada's birthday. I think it was our 149th, I think this year. Now, I want to turn to some music from you, some wonderful music, in fact. Uh, we're going to start with a song called One of These Days, which was a song on your Strong album. And, man, that's a great album. So many great songs, and it's a very recent album. Of course, Strong was uh, released as a single, and there was a cool video for that. Let's talk about Strong, just that uh, that title track first before we get to One of These Days. That really had a lot to say in it, Michelle. Well, I'll tell you, it was really kind of appropriate, I think, at the time. I, I try to write from my emotions and my experiences that I'm going through, and uh, I had the privilege to sit with Derek Rattan and uh, mm. uh, write that with Derek, and, uh, oh my gosh, uh, uh, Melissa Pierce as well, who's just a wonderful writer. And, and, and my business manager at the time, Sue Ferryman, was dying from ALS. And she was so strong, and who's my manager's wife at the time, and you know, just a difficult time for us. And but she was so strong, and you could still hear her laughter, you know, in the house when we were there working mm. and doing, you know, taking care of business. And Sue would just still be laughing, and and she was a, quite an exceptional woman and very very strong. And it then made got, made me start thinking about my mother, who was a single teenage mother and very very strong. And I am who I am because of her. And uh, and then I got thinking about, you know, Captain Nicola Goddard, who lost her life in combat when I was in Afghanistan uh, doing a, a show tour there. And this incredibly strong, unique woman. I, you know, read her her uh, her her book, that, a book that was written for her, and her story is really remarkable. And meeting her parents and, you know, why she was such an exceptional young lady. And so this, the song just started unfolding from that idea of, strong women that I, I, and in particular Sue, and in particular my mother, and in particular uh, Captain Nicola Goddard. So they've all inspired me, and that's how that song came to be. Incredible song. Let's turn to uh, a song off of that album. One of these days, I love this message in it. It's an up-tempo song. It's got a lot to say in it as well. Another song with a great message. Tell me about uh, choosing to record this song, Michelle, and a bit about it before we share it on the show. 
I co-wrote this song with Eric Silver, and Eric's one of my great friends and songwriters and producers, and he, I Surrender, and uh, When I Found You, and I Will Be There, and so on and so forth. Eric has written and produced uh, a, a few hits with me in my career, and uh, he wrote, uh, co-wrote this with me and, and produced this song. And I was just thinking about my little, my baby sister, my little niece at that time, my baby sister's child, and she's... You know, at the time when I wrote that, she would be about 13 years old and, you know, got kind of going through a bit of angst and, 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 and you know, and I'm I'm her auntie and we share and talk and uh, and it just was really written for her. One of these days your dreams will all come true and the sky will all, you know, be blue because, you know, kids, 13-year-olds, they they're, they had the, the, a lot of drama going on in there, right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, and so on until they're about, I don't know, maybe... Oh, I guess uh, hopefully the drama stops at about 40 or so, but, you know, so smack dab, smack dab in the middle of it she was, and so I wrote that for her. That's awesome. Let's share that great song now from my guest, Michelle Wright. This is One of These Days on In the Country. There's a girl Thirteen going on thirty And she's in such a hurry To be independent She's texting all her friends And posting on her Facebook About life and how it's gonna be good One of these days There's a boy He just can't wait to drive Says daddy like I'm just wasting time staying here in school. My band is getting jobs and we're getting hits on YouTube. Yeah, we're just about to break through. You'll see one of these days. One of these days, the dreams will all come true. My mirror's not so happy And the woman looking at me's feeling sorry for herself Got a roof over my head Got some money in my pocket But sometimes I just can't stop thinking That I'll have more one of these days One of these days The dreams will all come true The sky will be more blue And it'll Right 
And that is Michelle Wright with One of These Days here on In the Country, a great song from her. And we have a couple of more songs on the way, so stay tuned for that. Uh, you've got something really cool coming up. You just announced it recently, Michelle, uh, taking place in July of 2017. Now, I've heard of an African lion safari, but this is an African music safari. Tell, me, tell us about that. Just that, what an experience that, that it will be for all of us that have the chance to go. And, and really, I mean, they, they, this is a company that, that does these music safaris, and uh, I believe they're out of Australia. And uh, they reached out to me and asked me if it's something I would be interested in doing, and I said, yeah, tell me where I sign. And, uh, well, of course, <laughs> I you know, sent it over to the manager so that he could just go through and make sure about, you know, answer all the questions that I needed. And sure. once all my questions were answered, I was like, absolutely, I would love to do it. And, and so it's me and, 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 and a group of people. Uh, uh, they have a limited amount of tickets, you know, because – it's just a small group, and we hang out for a couple of weeks and experience Southern Africa and, uh, uh, and doing different tours in different locations. And, the, and then you know, the, and then we're on a safari where we have our own kind of you know cabins and things like that. And then we go out into the into mm-hmm. the safari and, and meet all the animals. Hopefully, not too wow. close and personal. Yeah. And um, and and I'll be singing. You know, we'll stop at the end of the night and 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 play some music and have some drinks and some meals and hang out and, and we're also going nice. to go down the Zambezi on a on a cruise a little you know small cruise boat with us all on there and I'll play and sing and and really just hang out play some music and experience this incredible uh, uh, tour together what an incredible opportunity for you of course and for all those who will be joining you if our listeners are interested to uh, get involved in this would they head to your website Definitely can find it on the website. Uh, I posted it up on uh, website or my, or or my Facebook page. I also put it under events and uh, and uh, yeah, Facebook and, and website is where they'll see the uh, the date announced. Awesome, Michelle-Wright.com is uh, your website if you want to check that out and all the other great things happening there. Uh, you did a great acoustic album back in 2011, The Wright Songs, an acoustic evening with Michelle Wright, 17 songs, and we talked about it in a previous uh, interview. And, and it's so great for people to be able to get that album and listen to you sing. It's like you know they're at a private concert and hearing you do these songs acoustically. How cool is it, Michelle, for you to sing the songs in that way as opposed to fully produced? Yeah, I, I really do love that. It, it, it's how I started out, you know, just myself and my guitar, or, you know, sitting around the kitchen table with mom and dad and the neighbors, and, you know, not unlike so many uh, people listening, I'm sure, can remember nights around the kitchen table or around a fire, you know, a bonfire somewhere or something like that. So that's how I started, and uh, I still play a lot acoustically. I enjoy it. And uh, my manager, Brian uh, Ferryman, suggested I go out on tour and do this. And I'm really thankful that he did because uh, it was a wonderful experience. And, and, uh, and we recorded it and, and, and uh, made it uh, an album for everybody. We're going to uh, hear a song from that album a bit later in the show, a great track on there that I chose that I really love. And we will get to that. Now, I want to talk about your fan club, Michelle, because it's got one of the coolest names around. Usually, you know, fans do, or the artist chooses a name that sort of ties in with the name. In this case, the Righteous Fan Club. Tell me about that. I just love that name. 
Well, it's interesting you would talk about that because uh, uh, my management, uh, we, we've just been together for a year now, and I had launched that idea of just before I met uh, Chuck, and and he loved it, and, 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 you know, when we decided to start working together, and he's actually just in the process of really taking a hold of this and, and getting it out there and announced to the fans in a way that they can really participate and I'll be able to, you know, follow through on all of the, you know, running, when you have the fan club, it's really important. There, there are several things that you, you want to do for them. And, you know, nowadays you can do these wonderful live chats and, you know, make sure you mm-hmm. take care of the fans. And so I sure do appreciate his help with helping me get this all organized. So we're just in the process of getting ready to launch it in a serious way. And uh, I kind of, you know, Asked the fans what they might like to to to, to call the fan club and uh, and a few I threw out a few ideas and they loved the righteous and 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 I love the fans because you know when you when your fans think you rock and if anybody decides that they don't think you do well. <laughs> they they can be pretty uh pretty uh, uh de- determined to persuade you otherwise so there's no doubt that I have this group of fans and and many people yeah. actually even through the years have become friends and they're people that I I've actually shared life experiences with weddings and life and death and all the things in between with some of these fans that have been supporting me throughout the years so it's a really special thing and I do my best to to stay on top of it and and and, and uh, include them in my music and in my life to 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 some degree as well and anyone listening who wants to join who's not a member can, of course, head to your website. And that connection you have with your fans, of course, a lot of it is through the songs, the songs you sing and how it touches their lives. Songs like He Would Be 16. And, I mean, the list goes on and on. So many of your songs find a place in listeners' lives depending on where they're at and what they're going through at the time. But how great is it, Michelle, over the years to get that feedback from listeners that a song of yours has had a positive impact on their life? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's an interesting thing because, you know, at one point I didn't really, I don't know if I had the ability to recognize, it seemed a bit, too self-important or something somehow to think that my songs or anything really mattered all that much somehow I don't I don't know why I didn't really I don't know I think I've always had a little bit of an issue with thinking that I'm just a singer girl from Merlin you know I never really have been able to really grasp the idea that that I was any much more than that, just a singer and of songs, and you know it mm. mattered to some degree. But I've certainly come to learn that actually it really means a lot to people. Songs and 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 the singer and how it affects their lives. You mm-hmm. will forever somehow be a part of them, you know. And I, I I now I understand that, and they will forever be a part of me. It's kind of this real exchange that. I don't know how how long it takes for some of us to understand really the significance of it, how much it matters to to, to them and how much it matters to me. And so I feel I, I, I know that now and I don't forget that now. And so if somebody wants to hear a song and if my band and I, you know, we've got it worked up, you know, we're going to play it and we're going to share that experience again with that fan that just loves the song. So it's, a again, a real privilege. 
And you did a very cool tour a couple of years ago, and I had a chance to uh, catch a performance of it where you saluted uh, artists who were in halls of fame, whether it's a country hall of fame or R&B, and all these artists that you grew up listening to. And there was Ann Murray and there was Merle Haggard, uh, but a lot of Motown in there as well. You grew up, uh, I guess, relatively near where the Motown sound was happening. Oh, yes, 45 minutes from Detroit. Yeah, I'm a border town child and raised (laughs) just across the border from Detroit and uh, loved Motown, soul and R&B. And, of course, I'm I'm of that generation of, I loved so much. I was, and like kids are today, and like, you know, just consumed with music. And so I had my parents Mm. who played country music. I had their country music. And then my my stepbrother, who was in a rock and roll band, he introduced me to the Beatles and Steppenwolf and Aerosmith and all the rest. And then, of course, the sounds of Motown coming across the border. So uh, all those influences are really, I think, apparent in how I, I play my music as well. Uh, but no doubt that uh, that's, as a matter of fact, the new music I'm working on, something I'm kind of happy about right now in country music is that there seems to be kind of less, a little bit less boundaries about what you can and can't do because I always wanted to bring that soul and our R&B vibe into the music, but, but the labels at the time were a bit concerned that it wasn't country enough. And nowadays that that's not a concern, and so the the mm-hmm. new stuff that I'm working on is really has a lot of uh, R and B base in it, and I, I'm really excited about it. So that tour was fun for me, and it was actually an affirmation for me that singing "Sign Sealed Delivered" and you know "Natural Woman" and, and, and by yeah. Aretha, and you know doing that stuff, I feel really comfortable. So. I'm going to do some. I'm going to do some more of that stuff. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's good to hear because you know when I when I when I go to a Michelle Wright show, I want to hear the hits, but it's also cool to hear these other sounds and your influences. And as long as it's you singing, and we're at a Michelle Wright concert, whatever you're singing is going to sound great to us. Well, I hope so. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> I hear everybody saying, yes, yes, they're cheering along. Uh, let's turn to some more music now, Michelle, and another one that I've picked out here. Uh, from that acoustic album we mentioned earlier that people can get at iTunes, it's uh, The Right Songs, an Acoustic Evening with Michelle Wright. And this is a song called I've Forgotten You. Heard it on the radio a lot. Loved the the hook behind the song, I guess, the mm-hmm. message in it, the idea. Uh, but I also remember when we talked about this that, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, you changed a lyric in it a couple of lines to make it Canadian, and the, I think it's Cabin and Jasper. Originally, it was yeah. a U.S. reference. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wanted to change it, you know, because you know, as Canadians, I want to sing about. Yeah, not that I, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't. It just seems so rare to me because I didn't write this song. It just sort of, somewhat, and and admittedly, you know, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, or, or you know, uh, you know, uh, some of our cities are not exactly the easiest to sing. And I had to sort of search right. how to fit, you know, uh, one of our cities into into a song, but uh, I uh, that hadn't been used a thousand times already, you know. So I wanted mm-hmm. it to have a Canadian reference in it. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah, Jasper sings well, and of course, Canadian reference. And that kind of reminds me, and we'll get back into the song, but when you weren't prepared to record, maybe it was Memphis, because there were so many things in the song, or at least a few of them, that you hadn't experienced, so you didn't think you could really sell the song. 
it's just the truth. I really, um, I'm not good at not at singing things that I don't know anything about, and I'm, and I'm not good at faking anything or or, or you know, being dis. I, I, it's 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 a bit of a I don't know maybe. I don't know. Some some people would say, well, you're the, you know what you're doing is kind of a, an acting job, or you're you're just you're just the singer of the song, you know. But for me to really connect to whatever it is that I'm doing, I, I have to mm-hmm. know the feeling. I have to know it authentically, and I have to. I, I don't I don't speak out of both sides of my mouth, you know. And so uh, it has to. So maybe it was Memphis. I'd never been to Memphis, and I'd never read a Faulkner novel. <laughs> And I simply didn't get the song at all. But, man, when I listen to that song today, I'm just like, oh, wow, I wish I'd have been to because I would have so sang because it's such a beautiful, the big, yeah. big hit for my label mate, Pam Tillis, massive hit and a wonderful song. And my my producers, Rick and Steve, at the time were kind of like really distraught because I would I just didn't want to record the song. I said, guys, I'm Canadian, and can, can, Canadians are going to go, She's not, no, no, nothing about Memphis, you know, so uh, I just didn't do it. But I've been to Memphis since yep. then, so if anything like that comes along again, by golly, <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> All right, songwriters out there, if you have a Memphis song, get it to Michelle right now. So let's turn to that song, I've Forgotten You. This is the acoustic version, and before I play it, just tell me a bit about choosing to record this song and what struck you about the song when you first heard it. Well, I loved it. I just thought it was so well written. You know, uh, it's snowing in Miami and it's hailing in. Uh, you know, I can't remember the lyrics right now. They're not in front of me. But w- what I liked about it was the the opposites. You know, the the, the, the you know the, the fact that it was snowing in Miami, which doesn't happen, or or in the and the fact remember you know the punchline is that I've forgotten you, and in fact. She's not forgotten at all. I've, I've forgotten you. I've, I've yeah. forgotten every time you kissed me. I don't miss you like I used to. I mean, it's just so not true. And so I loved the idea of how she was stating all of these, uh, you know, statements when in fact none of them were true. Mm-hmm. I love that yeah. about. It. I love that uh, that sentiment to the song. Let's hear it now. This is Michelle Wright in the acoustic version of "I've Forgotten You" here on In the Country. I don't 
A beautiful song from Michelle Wright, I've Forgotten You, and you'll, uh, you can get that specific version. That's the acoustic version at iTunes. It's uh, on the album, The Right Songs, an Acoustic Evening with Michelle Wright, or you can get the produced version of it as well at iTunes. Now let's talk about the Country Music Association of Ontario. They do so many great things throughout the year supporting artists. And, of course, they have their CMAO Award Show, which is just wonderful. And uh, Jason McCoy is the host, and it's just terrific, a great spotlight on Ontario country talent that's established and brand-new acts. Uh, tell me your thoughts on the CMAO Award Show. What a wonderful night of music and, 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 and you know, artists to choose from for for our all of our categories right it's just crazy mm-hmm. how many gifted yeah. wonderful successful artists that we're having right now that are from Ontario and and I do think that these award shows having you know had the privilege to be a part of many of them and 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 and, and take some awards home and and feel loved and appreciated and and uh, uh for me that's important you know the respect of my peers is an important thing to me and 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 so I also think as an artist, when you're coming up, you know, it gives you a chance to to stand amongst your your peers and 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 show them what you do and uh, and, and and the pressure that you're under and the expectations that are there. All those kinds of things are, will build character and they will make you strong and they will teach you things. And so uh, award shows are still remain rather nerve wracking for me, and I know they do for everybody else because because in fact you're standing in front of your peers and you want them. To to do you just want to slay it, you know, and so uh, mm-hmm. I, I, and then on the other hand, that pressure can actually have an opposite effect, as I've experienced too. You know, you're just so uptight that you can't relax. But uh, I think those award shows are a really great thing, and they give fans an opportunity to see us all in in, in that kind of a, a a show, whether it's live on TV or something that we're doing uh, in a theater, like we do for the Ontario Awards. And uh, as an mm-hmm. artist, I think it uh, teaches you a lot. Absolutely, and it's um, such a wonderfully run show with the, you know, the Western Swing Authority as the stage band and Randy Owen as the uh, announcer, Jason McCoy as the host. I mean, everything, yeah. and just the way it runs from beginning to end, it very well could be televised. It runs that smoothly, and I mean, I think it would be great if at some point it could air somewhere for, so more people could see it. Oh, I think it would be terrific. And that, you know, considering I think we're only what are we four years, or maybe we might be three years, three or four years into our our our, our organization yeah. as it is, and so anything is possible. And I think it'd be really, it, it, even if it could be, you know, recorded to run online, you know, to to to, to live yeah. stream or something would be great. Absolutely, and that's something that uh, can be easily done these days, so that's that's a great suggestion. You mentioned earlier, Michelle, about new music, and of course fans always get excited to know that you're writing and recording new stuff. Uh, any hints on what is uh, upcoming music-wise? Well, I heard a song yesterday, too, that's really wonderful. And uh, Bob Funk, I'm working with Patricia Conroy's husband, Bob Funk, and Bob is Bob and I have known each other a very, very long time. He produced a couple of really wonderful uh, hits for Beverly Mahood a couple of years ago um, uh, that I just loved and loved mm-hmm. to see the, that success for her and uh, and Patricia as a writer and the, the the production that Bob brought forth I was quite impressed with that of course he's been producing for years but uh, Bob is my buddy and I love him and he's always wanted to produce me and uh, he came to me recently and he said I know exactly what you want to do and I know exactly how to make it happen. Let's do it, you know. And I said, come on, let's go. 
So uh, <laughs> we are, you know, I, 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 I'm just listening to songs and I'm writing stuff. And it, like I said, it's uh, it's going to have uh, sort of that soul R&B vibe threaded through it and 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 some of the some of the songs are going to be you know full on that and some of the songs are going to be you know just you know kind of a pop contemporary country song which I've always done but there's an underlying groove and uh phrasing that comes very naturally for me that will be there throughout these songs a little little less of the one and three sort of to speak in terms of music and a little more on the two and the four which is sort of a bit more you know backbeat a bit more um you know a little more mm, i'm loving this day and i'm sending out praise there's a song called loving this day which i think is so awesome it's just like I'm getting, I'm singing, and I shouldn't probably be singing because I can't think of all, of all of it. But it's called "I'm Loving This Day," and it's beautiful, nice. beautiful. Yeah, and sort of, wow. you know, real, real soulful and spiritual and all that stuff. So that's kind of where we're going. Now let's talk about everybody's favorite, Patricia Conroy. She is mentioned so many times on this show. It seems like almost every other episode, somebody is mentioning her name for one reason or another, but of course, usually to do with music and songwriting and what a great person she is. You are great friends with her, and it's been a long-time friendship. Tell me about Patricia. Uh, There's something very special about this human being that we all know, and, and I feel really lucky that you know, she calls me one of her best friends, you know, and we spend, we hang out here in Nashville, and uh, then she shares her gift of, of songwriting with me, uh, and that is a, a, it's pretty lovely to be sitting there with the guitar, and her, and you, and you're thinking of ideas, and she'll just spit something out that's just f- fabulous, you know, because she's a real boy, she's one of those writers, you know, she's just somehow has this this gift, or this channeling that she's able to do that's quite wonderful to be a part of and so those of us that you know know her and those of us that get a chance to write with her you you know you walk away always feeling like you first off have had a wonderful time and have just spent time with somebody who's really beautiful and special and lovely Mm -hmm. and gifted and full of love and uh and uh i'm really proud of her uh and uh, uh, what more can I say? You know, she's just stood up in my wedding and got married. She got married at my house, and uh, she stood up at my wedding when I got married, and uh, we're lifelong wow. pals. And and uh, and she's a just a very special human being. That's amazing, Michelle. Do you have a? And this is such a hard question to answer, but I just thought I'd throw it out there. Uh, favorite song that you've been involved in writing maybe because of the message in it maybe it just resounded with people affected people feedback you've had but some magical song that you just feel you really captured something on Whew, that's a good question dave wow um i know it's hmm. a tough one because you've written a lot well, of songs because, and of course i've written some new things too that 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 i feel have a special connection to that 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 haven't been heard yet but um you know, I think it, the the song that's been most successful for me on on one hand as a writer is a song called I Surrender. And, you know, I surrender mm-hmm. to the power of love. You know, it, 
because I, I I do know, you know, having now been married for 15 years and um, having seen my manager take care of his wife for many years while she was becoming debilitated from ALS and, you know, knowing this world that we're living in today, though I'm not so naive to think that love is going to cure all of it, although that would be a beautiful thing, but if you can ultimately choose love when we're just living in our everyday situations whether it's at the counter with a with a with a someone who's checking you out or someone who needs to get in the lane of your 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 you know you're driving and somebody needs to get yeah. over if you just don't mind just to let them over or, you know just doing things that being loving you know i i think is really really important so I, I surrender to the power of love really touched people and it was very successful for me and it was a song i won a, a so can award for and i love doing it so I, I would pick that one right off the top of my head yeah wonderful wonderful answer uh before we get to uh another song we're going to play the last song on uh this episode let's uh briefly talk about the uh, big honor a huge honor back in 2011 when you were inducted into the canadian country music hall of fame and what a moment that must have been and i'm sure at the time michelle that you you know thought back to uh growing up listening to country music and starting out and here you made it to the hall of fame you know i i actually could hear the smile in your in your voice when you were saying that you said the yeah. Canadian country music. I could hear the smile in your voice, Dave. What a it's a beautiful yeah. thing to say. And uh, I mean, I, I do you know that it wasn't even on my radar. I I never even I don't know. I just uh, I it I it wasn't on my radar. And I uh, got the call and it, it, to to ask if I would accept. Uh, the nomin, uh, you know, the the I think I think they I think you end up down to the last. There's a committee of not. It's a little bit more I think of a uh, different voting system than the typical uh, system, and and you end up down sure. to a certain number of people. And of course, they don't want to put you in there if it's something that you wouldn't accept if you were to win. And so they called mm-hmm. me and asked me if I were to win, would I accept? So I was quite <laughs> stunned, really. I, 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 I'm all. It's, it's wow. kind of still kind of crazy, right? And I, it's been so much fun, and I'm really, really satisfied by that honor, and uh, enjoy it a lot. And um, it's, you know, still. And and the fun thing for me is that I'm still, you know, a, a young artist out there doing her thing, yeah. and, and it's been able and to be able to. Because it typically you know, typically goes to a little bit older. I think I'm the youngest female to get to get that award, and so it's been so fun to be out there going, "Hey, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm in the Hall of Fame. Hi, you guys!" And then you, <laughs> you rock the stage for a couple of songs. It's uh, it's really fun. That is great that it's uh, at that point in your career, you're right, it's not that happened and then there was no more music. I mean, more music is coming from Michelle, right? And that's so cool that that happened then and you still got so much great stuff happening. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it, it, it's uh, it's been a really wonderful thing, and I and and I also feel really fortunate that uh, people are still interested and I still you know have a team of people around me that are supporting me and helping me to keep uh, – Doing what I do because I, I really love it, Dave. It's uh, it's just uh, there's really nothing quite like it, and and I love it, and I always have, and I look forward to just 
you know, long as people keep showing up, I'll keep showing up, you know. I love that. What a what a great thing to be able to do, the love of your life music, aside from your husband, of course, yes, having that yes. love and getting to just be surrounded by it and, and uh, sing and write and uh, do these things mm-hmm. you love. There's a lot, as you know, I'm sure, that, that goes into it, and, and, and there are things about it that are just, you know, exhausting and, and ooh, but it's that time on the stage that that yeah. uh, that you know makes it all 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 right. Every artist that I've ever run into, or musician, or for that matter, anybody who's doing well in a in a in a career, there's hard work that goes into that. It doesn't, and, and there's ups and downs, and joys and disappointments, and heartbreaks, and moments that are beyond mm-hmm. your imagination of of of, of just a, of things that are great. So it's like that for all of us. And, uh, and uh, uh, I, uh, I quite enjoy all the challenges most of the time. The only thing I don't like anymore, Dave, is standing <laughs> yep. in an airport going, okay, the plane's going to leave, right? Right? We're going to get the plane. is going to go, right? Because if I told you how many times in the last five years they're going, well, the flight's been canceled. And then, you know, so that's kind of the only thing I'm, I don't enjoy so much anymore is that, right. oh, my goodness, are we going to be able to get to the gig? So once we, once, once we, I, I don't quite start celebrating until we've landed. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Let's. Let's turn, Michelle, to uh, the third song we're going to play on the show. And these were ones that I just went through and listened back to your songs and tried to pick a variety of ones, ones that I liked and maybe hadn't heard in a while or, or thought about in a while, whatever the case might be. But uh, this is I Don't Want to Be That Strong from your Everything and More album available at iTunes. Tell me about this song, and then we'll share it on the show. Well, it's funny cause I have to... To be really, when I listen to it, I, I feel like I, I mean, I at the time it, it seems a little dramatic to me the performance a little bit, but I guess at the time I just felt so strongly about this song. I love the idea of I don't want to be that strong, you know, as a as a woman, uh, and I, I mean, I guess until I met my husband and sort of knew that I didn't have to always be that strong. It allowed me to recognize mm-hmm. the to even to even recognize that and the fact that I don't actually have to be that strong right now because he's gonna handle this for us, you know, and so uh sometimes, you know, there were I come up with you know, I'm of that generation of, you know, we, we women, we're out there you know, fighting for our space and place in the world, which is a beautiful thing. You know, equality is is beyond, unquestionably important, and all human beings should be looked at equally. And I'm thankful for the women that came before me that laid that down so that I could do what I want to do with my life. Um, But I'm... As a woman, I just thought it was really a wonderful thing to say that I actually don't really want to be strong today. And mm-hmm. so that's what this song talks about. Let's share it now. My guest, Michelle Wright, I Don't Want to Be That Strong on In the Country.
Almost nothing shakes me But I'll admit tonight I'm scared Scared to death All this talk of leaving Walking away from love we've shared Takes my breath I could find the strength within myself And that is Michelle Wright, a beautiful performance of I Don't Want to Be That Strong. You can get all the songs you heard uh, today on the show and all of her songs throughout her career, of course, at iTunes. And Michelle, thanks so much for being here. As I mentioned off the top of the show, I think eight or nine times you've been here. I mean, the show's been going since 2009, so... uh, been a lot of appearances and it's always great to to catch up with you and uh, to chat and of course to play the songs well thank you dave and good on you my dear for for doing this the, uh, you know here's a perfect example of uh, someone who's been after something and i know that uh, it doesn't just all fall into place and that you have to work hard to make it all happen so 
it's always a delight to talk to you, and I appreciate your love for this music, and uh, thanks for having me on again. I can't wait to hug you at the CCMAs. <laughs> can't wait. I look forward to that, Michelle. Great to chat. My guest has been Canadian country artist, music legend, Michelle Wright. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country.